Oh, no. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome back to Idiots and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Michelle. <laughs> and today we're talking about season three, episode 10, called Dream a Little Dream of Me. We start out in Bobby's house. All the lights are off, and he's creeping around with a flashlight. Suddenly, something attacks him uh, while we hear a woman's voice screaming. Then we see Bobby is actually in bed, sleeping in a motel room. So it was just a dream, I think. <laughs> Amazing. But we get to see Bobby. I know. Bobby needs to be in every single episode. I know. He really does. Um, a maid comes into the motel room. She sees Bobby asleep and says, oh, I'm sorry. Bobby doesn't wake up. So she says, sir, wake up. We flash back to the dream Bobby is having and, and spirit about the spirit attacking him. I missed the whole word there. <laughs> um, he's losing the fight in real life the maid is yelling sir wake up help I need help and then we get our opening title sequence so we cut to a bar Sam is drinking Dean walks up to him and says there you are what are you doing Sam says having a drink Dean says it's two in the afternoon <laughs> drinking whiskey Sam says I drink whiskey all the time Dean says no you don't <laughs> Sam says, what's the big deal? You get sloppy in bars. You hit on chicks all the time. Why can't I? Dean looks around and says, it's kind of slim pickings around here. What's going on with you? Sam says, I'm tired, Dean. Wait, no, that's not what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, I tried, Dean, to save you. Dean says to the bartender, can I get a whiskey? Double, neat. Sam says, I'm serious, Dean. Dean says, no, you're drunk. Sam says, I mean... Also. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, I mean, where you're going, what you're going to become, I can't stop it. I'm starting to think maybe even Ruby can't stop it. But really, the thing is, no one can save you. Dean says, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Sam says, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, no one can save you because you don't want to be saved. I mean, how can you care so little about yourself? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I like this. I like mm. drunk Sam getting all. I know he is the type moody. of drunk that if you, if like if you were to hang out with him, he would be the one that's like, listen, man, like you're awesome. You know, giving you like pep talks yeah. or like, you know, I, it would. Yeah, he's, he's the cute. inspirational speaker. Yes. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> So Dean doesn't respond, and then his phone rings. He answers it and says, yes, this is Mr. Snyderson. What? Where? Then we cut to the boys visiting Bobby in a hospital. The doctor tells Sam and Dean, we've tested everything. We've, we've tested everything we can think of to test. He seems perfectly healthy. Dean says, except that he's comatose. The doctor says, Mr. Snyderson, you're his emergency contact. Anything we should know? Any illnesses? <laughs> Dean says, no, he never gets sick. I mean, he doesn't even catch cold. Sam says, doctor, is there anything you can do? The doctor says, look, I'm sorry, but we don't know what's causing it, so we don't know how to treat it. He just went to sleep and didn't wake up. So we cut to Sam and Dean in Bobby's motel room. Sam says, so what was Bobby doing in Pittsburgh? Dean says, I don't know, unless he was taking an extremely lame vacation. <laughs> wow. Really? I mean, I don't know anything about Pittsburgh, but... <laughs> Sam says, I mean, he must have been working a job, right? Dean says, well, you think there'd be some sort of sign of something, you know? So they start looking around the room for clues. Sam says, research, news clippings. 
Dean says, a friggin' pizza box or a beer can. <laughs> Sam opens the closet. Something. Something. Anything. <laughs> Sam opens the closet and says, how about this? He pushes all the hung clothes aside, and we see Bobby's research all taped up to the wall. Dean says, good old Bobby. I was covering up his tracks. Sam says, you make heads or tails of any of this? Dean pulls an illustrated page of some plants off the wall and says, Silene Capensis. I'm sure I said that weird. Yeah. <laughs> He says, which, of course, means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> Sam grabs a news article and says, here, obit, Dr. Walter Gregg, 64, university neurologist. Dean asks, how'd he bite it? Sam says, actually, they don't know. They say he just went to sleep and didn't wake up. Dean says, that sound familiar to you? Sam says, all right, let's say Bobby was looking into the doc's death, you know, hunting after something that started hunting him. Dean says, all right, stay here. See if you can make heads or tails of this. Sam asks, what are you going to do? Dean says, I'm going to look into the good doctor myself. So we <laughs> cut to Dean dressed up as a cop inside Dr. Gregg's old office. Old office. He's with the doctor's lab assistant. Dean says, his death must have, come, must have come as a shock to you. She says, yeah, it did. But still, go in your sleep, peaceful. It's what you wish for, right? Dean says, yeah, right. And I feel like Dean is thinking here, I'm not going to get to <laughs> die in my sleep. Strangely enough, I know when I'm going to die, too. Yeah. Um, Dr. Greg studied sleep disorders, dreams. The assistant says, I don't understand. I went over all this with the other detective. Dean says, you already spoke to another detective? She says, yes, a very nice older man with a beard. <laughs> so, Bobby. Dean says, well, I'd love to hear it again if you don't mind. She says, thing is, I'm sort of busy. Maybe we could do this later. Dean says, sure. Yeah, I'll just bring you down to the station later this afternoon and get your statement on tape. Do it all official-like. <laughs> this assistant seems super fishy. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, right? Just she like, says, cooperate. Maybe. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's being a little shady. She says, look, okay, I didn't know about Dr. Gregg's experiments. Not until I was cleaning out his files. Dean says, his experiments, the one he was conducting on sleeping, she says, no one knew, okay? Not the university, not anybody. I already spoke with a lawyer, and he told me that I can't be held liable for anything. Dean says, maybe you couldn't, but that was before the new evidence came to light. She asks, what new evidence? Dean says, I'm not at liberty to say. Hmm, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she says, look, I'm just a grad student. This was just a gig to cover tuition. Dean says, maybe so, but still, this could go on your permanent record, unless you hand over the doctor's research to me. All of it. Dean was pretty slick there, I thought. Uh, yeah. That was some fast thinking. <laughs> so we cut to Dean talking to a guy in his dorm room. His name is Jeremy Frost. Jeremy says, look, I don't know what the RA said, but I was growing ferns. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Dean says, take it easy, fish. That's not why I'm here. Jeremy says, really? Oh, thank God. Okay. Dean says, I want to talk to you about Dr. Greg's sleep study. Jeremy says, yeah, Dr. Greg just died, right? Dean nods and says, you were one of his test subjects, right? Jeremy nods and offers Dean a beer. Uh, Jeremy says, unless you're on duty or whatever. Dean says, I guess I can make an exception. <laughs> so, okay, no cop would do that. I know. I totally know. <laughs> so they drink, and then Dean says, now Dr. Greg was testing treatments for, uh, I'm going to say this totally wrong, but Charcot-Wilbrand syndrome, which means... Jeremy says, I can't dream. I had this bike accident when I was a kid, and I banged my head pretty good, and I haven't had a dream since. Until the study. Sort of. Dean asks, what did the doc give you? 
Jeremy says, it's this yellow tea. It smells awful. Tasted worse. Dean asks, what did it do? And Jeremy says, just passed right out. And I had the most vivid, super intense dream, like bad acid trip dream, you know? Dean smiles and says, totally. I mean, no. <laughs> We're just kind of like, dude, so Dean's done acid. Right. You know, like, right. Uh, Jeremy says, <laughs> you okay? I smacked my elbow. It's oh. fine. <laughs> Jeremy says, that was it. I dropped out of his study right after that. I didn't like it. To tell you the truth, it kind of scared me. So we cut to Dean watching over Bobby in his hospital room. Sam walks in and says, how is he? Dean says, no change. What do you got? Sam says, well, considering what you told me about the doc's experiments, Bobby's wall is starting to make a whole hell of a lot more sense. This plant, Silene capensis, is also known as African dream root. It's been used by shaman and medicine men for years. Dean says, let me guess, they dose up, bust out the didgeridoos, and start <laughs> kicking around the hacky. <laughs> Somehow I don't understand how didgeridoos and hacky sacks... What's a didgeridoo? It's like, um, okay, you know in Australia, that big long tube thing that they play? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, Sam Please, says... hold on. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, listen, it's late, and I'm just like, I don't even know. It is late. What time is it? Uh, one? It's one in the morning. <laughs> Okay, I am I, I am right. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Good job. What did I just say? I'm leading the people astray. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so Sam says, not quite. If you believe the legends, it's used for dream walking. I mean, entering another person's dreams, poking around in their heads. Dean says, I take it we believe the legends. Sam says, when don't we? But dream walking is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, this dream route is some serious mojo. You take enough of it, with enough practice, you can become a regular Freddy Krueger. You can control anything. You could turn bad dreams good. You could turn good dreams bad. Dean says, and killing people in their sleep. Sam nods and says, so let's say the doc was testing this stuff on his patients, Tim Leary style. Um, I looked up Tim Leary because I didn't know who that was. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I think he was a psychologist who um, did studies with um, or experimented himself with psychedelics. Oh, okay. From what I remember. <laughs> um, so Dean says, somebody gets pissed at him, decides to give him a little dream visit, and he goes night-night. <laughs> Sam says, but what about Bobby? I mean, if the killer came after him, how come he's still alive? Dean says, I don't know. So we cut to inside Bobby's dream. He's holding a door shut against something screaming on the other side. Bobby starts shouting, help me, at the top of his lungs. Oh, which is so sad. Uh, that's like a terrible dream to get stuck in and oh, not be God. able to wake up from. You exactly. Know? So we cut to Sam and Dean walking through the hospital. Dean says, so how do we find our homicidal Sandman? <laughs> Sam says, it could be anyone. Dean says, anyone who knew the doctor had access to his dream shrooms. <laughs> Sam says, maybe one of his test subjects or something. Dean says, possible, but his research is pretty sketchy. I mean, we don't know how many subjects he had or who all of them were. Sam says, in any other case, we'd be calling Bobby and asking him for help right now. <laughs> really, though? <laughs> yeah. Dean says, you know what? You're right. Let's go talk to him. Sam says, sure, but I think we might find the conversation a bit one-sided. <laughs> Dean says, not if we're tripping on some dream route. Sam says, what? You want to go dream walking inside Bobby's head? Dean says, yeah, why not? Maybe we could help. 
Sam says, we have no idea what's crawling around in there. Dean says, how bad could it be? Sam says, bad. (laughs) Dean says, dude, it's Bobby. Sam nods and says, yeah, you're right. One problem, though. We're fresh out of African dream root. So unless you know someone who can score some, Dean thinks and then says, crap, Bella. Sam Mm -hmm. says, Bella, crap. They're so exasperated by her, like, all the time. She's a fucking nightmare. I mean, she really is. (laughs) God. Uh, So Sam says, Bella, crap. You're actually suggesting we ask her for a favor. Dean says, I'm feeling dirty just thinking about it. But yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Sam in his motel room doing research on his laptop. Someone knocks on the door, and it's Bella. She says, hey, Sam. He says, Bella, I didn't think there was a chance in hell you'd show up. She says, well, I'm full of surprises. Though truthfully, you want to know why I'm here? Because of you. Then she unties her trench coat <laughs> and drops it on the floor, revealing that she is only wearing some black lingerie. <laughs> Sam says, uh, what are you doing? I mean, uh, what? What? I mean, Uh, hi, uh. uh. (laughs) She touches his face and says, I can't stop thinking about you. Sam says, what? And then she kisses him. What? (laughs) He kisses her back and then says, are you sure? Then they tumble around on the bed. (laughs) But it is all just a dream. (laughs) Sam is asleep at the desk, super drooling. (laughs) Dean yells, Sam, wake up. So he wakes up with a smile on his face. Yes, I have a naughty dream. <laughs> Dean says, dude, you were out and making some serious happy noises. <laughs> Who were you dreaming about? Sam says, what? No one, nothing. Dean says, come on, you can tell me. Angelina Jolie. Sam says, no. Dean says, Brad Pitt? Sam says, no, no, dude, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he is not sly at all. Like, uh, he can't even deny that he was having the dream. He's just like, I'm just not going to tell you who it's yeah. about. You know? Dean says, whatever. I called Bella. Sam looks uncomfortable and says, Bella? Yeah? <laughs> uh, what did she, you know, say? She's going to help us? <laughs> Dean says, shockingly, no, which puts us back to square one. I've been trying to decipher the doctor's notes. Unfortunately, he has worse handwriting than you do. You going to come help me with this stuff? Sam looks down at his lap <laughs> He's like, and says, yeah, just give me a second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So awkward. Well, I think it's so funny that, like, Dean doesn't even like say anything about any of it really because like how many times has sam had to put up with that from dean right (laughs) or worse yeah that's exactly right really (laughs) so then there's a knock on the door dean answers it it's bella wearing a trench coat (laughs) dean says bella as i live and breathe she says you called me remember (laughs) dean says i remember you turning us down she says well i'm just full of surprises Sam awkwardly says, hey, Bella, what's going on? Like, kind of like, I hope this dream comes true. Yeah. (laughs) Bella says, I brought your African dream root. Nasty stuff and not easy to come by. Dean asks, why the sudden change of heart? She says, what, I can't do you a little favor every now and again? She takes off her trench coat and Sam looks alarmed. She (laughs) she is fully dressed under it, though. (laughs) Dean says, no, you can't. Now, come on. I want to know what the strings are before you attach them. Bella said, you said this was for Bobby Singer, right? Well, I'm doing it for him, not you. Dean says, Bobby, why? 
She says, he saved my life once in Flagstaff. I screwed up and he saved me, okay? Are you satisfied? So when do we go on this little magical mystery tour? (laughs) We. Dean says, oh, you're not going anywhere. I don't trust you enough to let you in my car, much less Bobby's head. No offense. Bella says, none taken. It's 2 a.m. Where am I supposed to go? Dean says, get a room. So oh, like, stay with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, Dean says, get a room. Oh, they got the magic fingers. A little Casa Erotica on pay-per-view. You'll love it. She grabs her coat and storms out while Sam calls after her. Nice to see you, Bella. <laughs> I love it. I love how, like, He's really not sly at all. (laughs) So funny. Oh, it's great. (laughs) So we cut to Sam and Dean about to drink the dream root. Dean says, well, should we dim the lights and sync up Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon? Oh, my gosh. Have you done that? I haven't. I have. Oh, and it works? It works creepily well. Wow. Okay. So there's, like, a certain, like, once a certain... um, like oh i don't remember what it is i think it's once a certain like credit comes on the screen because they used to do the credits before mm-hmm. the movie instead of after um you like start it at that time and like it's so straight and you just like turn well i guess you don't have to turn off the sound but it helps you know what we did is we like just Oh, what did we do? Oh, we put on the subtitles and then turned and muted the movie and then mm-hmm. we played um, the album. Mm-hmm. And even with, so like you would think that, okay, you play it through once. Oh, great. It matches up. Okay, cool. Like, and it matches up like really well. Mm-hmm. But then when it starts over again, mm-hmm. it ma- still, the whole thing matches up. And it's like, what? That's so cool. It's so strange. Like, we should should do it at some point. Okay, I'm done. But, yeah, it's, like, even, like, the fast parts of the music, like, sync to, like, the uh, the evil neighbor lady, like, pedaling on the bicycle. Or, Mm. like, no, no, no. It was when they were er, transferring from, like, her pedaling on the bicycle around the house to, like, all of a sudden being a witch. And it's, like, you know, she's, like, going it. And it's, like, what? You know? That's so cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I would love to. We should do it. <laughs> Sam says, um, okay, Dean says, well, should we dim the lights and sync up the Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon? Sam says, why? Dean says, what did you do during college? <laughs> Dean goes to take a drink, but Sam says, wait, and pulls out a little envelope from his pocket. He says, can't forget this. He hands something to Dean, who says, what the hell is this? Sam says, Bobby's hair. This just reminds me of Polyjuice Potion from Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean says, we have to drink Bobby's hair. Sam says, that's how you control whose dream you're entering. You got to drink some of their, uh, some of their body. (laughs) Dean says, well, guess the hair of the dog's better than other parts of the body. Bottoms up. So they clink glasses and chug. They both act like, they both act like it tastes horrible. Dean says, feel anything? Sam says, no, you feel anything? Dean says, no, maybe we got some bad swag. Then we hear thunder and rain on the roof. Sam says, hey, when did it start raining? Dean goes over to the window, and we see the rain is going up instead of down. Dean says, when did it start raining upside down? Then he turns around, and suddenly the boys are both in Bobby's house. Uh, Bobby says, uh, not Bobby, Dean says, (laughs) okay, I don't know what's weirder, the fact that we're in Bobby's head or that he's dreaming of better homes and gardens. (laughs) So I didn't really notice. So the house that they're in, in Bobby's head, is like not... 
covered in crap and mm-hmm. as old looking. I mean, it still looks old, but it's mm-hmm. like nicely put together. It's like old decoration, like an old style of decoration. Right. But it doesn't. But it's clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not like papers and piles and. I could you still know. like clearly tell it was Bobby's house though. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that Dean yeah. doesn't. Maybe I've just seen this episode more than once, and so that's why. But Well, and at that point, though, too, they hadn't been really over to... Had they been over to Bobby's house? Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, just, like, once or twice, though. No, because, remember, they there were kids at Bobby's house. Well, that's true. Yeah. But, like, in the series, like, I don't know. Yeah, you would think that... Yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. Sam says, wait a sec. Imagine the place without the paint job. More cluttered, dusty, books all over the place. Dean says, it's Bobby's house. <laughs> Bobby? But Bobby doesn't answer. Sam says, Dean, I'm going gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna to go look outside. <laughs> Dean says, no, stay close. Sam says, dude, I'll be fine. Just look around in here. Look, we got to find him. Dean says, don't do anything stupid. So Sam goes outside. It's daylight. Birds are chirping. The front door slams behind him, and it's locked, so he can't go back in. He looks through a window and sees Dean, so he bangs on the wall, but Dean can't hear him. So we cut to Dean walking around the house, yelling Bobby's name. Uh, From behind a closed door, Bobby says, who's out there? Dean notices that there are scratch marks all over the door. Dean says, Bobby, you in there? Bobby says, Dean? Dean says, yeah, it's me. Open up. So Bobby opens the door, and we see scratch marks on his face. Super sketchy. Bobby says, how the hell did you find me? Dean says, Sam and I got our hands on some of that dream root stuff. Bobby says, dream root? What? Dean says, Dr. Greg, the experiments? Bobby says, what the hell are you talking about? One of Bobby's lamps starts to flicker, and Bobby says, hurry, she's coming. Dean says, okay, you know this is a dream, don't you? Bobby says, what? Are you crazy? (laughs) Dean says, it's a dream, Bobby. None of this is real. Bobby points behind Dean and says, does that look made up? Dean turns around, and there's a woman in a white dress with blood coming out of knife wounds on her chest. Uh, Dean says, Bobby, who is that? Bobby says, she's my wife. Ah! Then we cut to real time and we see Sam and Dean, Sam and Dean's unconscious bodies laying on their beds in their motel room. We cut back to Sam and Bobby's dream. He's still outside in the sunshine, uh, looking around the garden. We cut back to inside with Dean. Bobby's wife says, why Bobby? Why did you do this to me? Bobby says, I'd have rather died myself than hurt you. She says, but you did hurt me. You shoved that knife into me again and again. You watched me bleed. Watch me die. Dean says, Bobby, she's not real. Bobby's wife says, how could you? Bobby says, you were possessed, baby. You were rabid, and I didn't know what I know now. I didn't know how to save you. She says, you're lying. You wanted me dead. If you loved me, you would have found a way. Low Bobby, blow. Yeah. Bobby says, I'm sorry, which is just so sad to see Bobby like this. I hate it. Dean grabs Bobby and hauls him through a door and shuts it in Bobby's wife's face. We cut back outside with Sam. He's still looking around when suddenly Jeremy Frost is there. He hits Sam in the face with a baseball bat. Turns out Stoner Boy is a bad guy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, We see Sam in real time jerk from the hit. Sam in the dream falls to the ground and then asks, who are you? Jeremy asks, who are you? You don't belong here. Sam says, you're one to talk. You're in my friend's head. Jeremy says, well, you got poor choice in friends. This is self-defense. He came after me. He wanted to hurt me. Sam says, that may be because you are a killer. (laughs) Jeremy says, you should be nicer to me. In here, you're just an insect. I'm a god. 
We cut back to Dean. Bobby's wife is screaming and banging on the door. Dean says to Bobby, I'm telling you, all of it, your house, your wife, it's a nightmare. Bobby says, I killed her. Dean says, Bobby, this is your dream. You can wake up. Hell, you can do anything. Bobby says, just leave me alone. Let her kill me already. Oh, Bobby. I, I don't know if I've, I can think of another time when you see Bobby give up like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't think, well, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe. But not like that. I yeah. mean, there's been times where he's just like, okay, lost cause, move on. But yeah, yeah. not, like, devastated like that. Yeah, like, let it, let her kill me. Yeah. Dean says, look at me. You got to snap out of this now. You're not going to die. I'm not going to let you die. You're like a father to me. You got to believe me, please. Oh! <laughs> I can't handle it! I love that moment. Mm-hmm. I love that moment so much. So, Bobby looks around confused and says, I'm dreaming? Dean says, yes, now take control of it. Bobby concentrates real hard, (laughs) and the pounding and the screaming stop. Dean opens the door, and Bobby's wife is gone. Bobby says, I don't believe it. Dean says, believe it. Now would you please wake up? (laughs) We cut to Sam. Jeremy holds up the baseball bat and says, sweet dreams. Just before he can hit Sam, Bobby wakes up in his hospital room, making Sam and Dean wake up in their motel room. So we cut to Dean with Bobby in the hospital. Dean says, hey, Bobby, that stuff, all that stuff with your wife, did that actually happen? Bobby says, everybody got into hunting somehow. Uh. Dean says, I'm sorry. Bobby says, don't be sorry. If it weren't for you, I'd still be lost in there or dead. Thank you. Then Sam walks into the room and says, so the stoner boy wasn't in his dorm. My guess is he's long gone by now. Bobby says, he ain't much of a stoner. His name's Jeremy Frost, full-on genius, 160 IQ, which is saying something considering his dad took a baseball bat to his head. (laughs) He hands Dean a picture and says, here's the father of the year. He died before Jeremy was 10. Sam says, looks like a real sweetheart. Bobby says, injury gave him Charco Wilbrands, whatever that is, (laughs) where you can't dream. So he says, he hasn't dreamt since. Dean says, till he started dosing the dream drug. How did he know how to dig up your worst nightmare and throw it at you? Bobby says, he was rooting around in my skull. God knows what he saw in there. Sam says, yeah, how did he get there in the first place? Isn't he supposed to have some of your hair, your DNA, or something? Bobby says, yeah, before I knew it was him, he offered me a beer, and I drank it. Dumbest freaking thing. Dean says, oh, I don't know. It it wasn't that dumb. (laughs) Well. Sam says, Dean, you did it. Dean says, I was thirsty. I did. Sam says, that's great. Now we can come after either one of you. Dean says, well, now we just have to find him first. Bobby says, better work fast and coffee up, because the one thing we cannot do is fall asleep. So we cut to two days later. Sam and Dean are driving in baby. Dean says, this Jeremy guy's not a friggin' ghost. Where the hell could he be? Sam says, Dean, you sure you don't want me to drive? You seem a little caffeinated. (laughs) Dean says, well, thanks for the newsflash, Edison. Then his cell rings. Dean answers it and says, tell me you got something. Bobby says, the strip club was a bust, huh? That was our last lead. Dean shouts, what the hell, Bobby? Bobby says, don't yell at me, boy. I'm working my ass off here. Dean says, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just tired. We see that Bobby is with Bella, who is doing some tarot card readings. Dean says, what's Bella got? 
Bobby says, what do you got, Bella? She says, sorry, sometimes the spirit world's in a chatty mood, and sometimes it isn't. Bobby says to Dean, she's got nothing. Dean says, great, well, I'm just going to blow my brains out now, and he hangs up. It's just so fucking drama queen. (laughs) Okay, like, it's it's just kind of ridiculous, the whole thing. (laughs) Bobby says to Bella, let me ask you something. What are you doing helping us? Bella says, Bobby, I'm surprised you don't remember. Flagstaff? Bobby says, oh, yeah, right, Flagstaff. But he doesn't look like he does remember. (laughs) So we cut to Dean pulling Baby off the road into a wooded area. Dean says, all right, that's it. I'm done. He leans back, and Sam says, what are you doing? Dean says, taking myself a long overdue nap. Mm -hmm. Sam says, what? Dean, Jeremy can come after you. Dean says, that's the idea. Come on, man. We can't find him, so let him come to me. Sam says, on his own turf where he's basically a god? Dean says, I can handle it. Sam says, not alone, you can't. Then Sam rips out a piece of Dean's hair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming with you. Ow. (laughs) Dean says, ow. (laughs) What are you doing? Sam says, coming in with you. Dean says, no, you're not. Sam says, why not? At least then it'll be two against one. Dean says, because I don't want you digging around in my head. (laughs) Sam says, too bad. So we cut to Sam and Dean, both asleep and baby. Sam comes to and wakes Dean up. Dean says, for the love of God, what are we still doing here? Mm. Sam says, I have no idea. Then we hear some branches snapping outside. Sam says, there's someone out there. So they get out of the car and start walking around. Suddenly a bright light shines and we see Lisa, Lisa Braden, Gumby girl, (laughs) (laughs) sitting on a picnic blanket. She says, hey, you going to sit down? Come on, we only have an hour before we have to pick up Ben from baseball. Dean looks at Sam and says, I've never had this dream before. He's got it <laughs> bad for Lisa. I know. And also, he has totally had this dream before. I know. <laughs> Dean looks, like, so embarrassed. But Sam looks sad for Dean. Dean says, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Sam says, sorry. Lisa says, Dean, I love you. Then Lisa and the whole picnic flicker out. Dean says, where'd she go? Sam sees Jeremy creeping between the trees, so Sam and Dean go after him. They're running through the trees, Sam and Dean get separated, and Dean is suddenly in a hallway that has tree wallpaper all over it. I love that effect. That was really cool looking. Yeah. Where it, like, transitions over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the doors opens, so Dean goes inside. There's someone sitting at the desk with his back to Dean. Dean says, Jeremy? The dude turns around, and it's Dean. (laughs) Dream Dean says, hey, Dean. Real Dean says, well, aren't you a handsome son of a gun? <laughs> There's two Deans in one room. And uh, I just can't handle it. It could be totally awesome or totally terrible. <laughs> oh, my ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> they boin. <laughs> so Dream Dean says, we need to talk. Real Dean says, I get it. I get it. I'm my own worst nightmare. That it, huh? Like the Superman 3 junkyard scene, which I totally don't know what that is. Yeah, that's no fine. <laughs> a little mano y mano with myself. Dream Dean says, joke all you want, smartass, but you can't lie to me. I know the truth. I know how dead you are inside. How worthless you feel. I know how you look into a mirror and hate what you see. Real Dean says, sorry, pal, it's not going to work. You're not real. Dream, De- Dream Dean says, sure I am. I'm you. Real Dean says, don't think so. Because, see, this is my siesta, not yours. All I got to do is snap my fingers and you go bye-bye. Dean snaps, but nothing happens. Mm. Dream Dean says, I'm not going anywhere. Neither are you. Dream Dean holds up a gun and says, like I said, we need to talk. 
We cut to Sam walking, uh, waking up in baby. He tries to wake up Dean, but it's really Jeremy uh, who hits him with his baseball bat. So Sam falls out of the car and Jeremy follows. Jeremy says, boy, you just don't know when to leave well enough alone, do you? Sam says, you're a psycho. <laughs> Jeremy says, you're wrong. Sam says, yeah, tell that to Dr. Greg. Jeremy says, the doc? No, no, the doc's the one who got me hooked on this stuff. And then he took it away. But I needed it, and he wouldn't let me have it. Sam says, so you killed him? Definitely an addict. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, right. Mm -hmm. Jeremy says, I can dream again. Uh, you know what that's like? Not to be able to dream? You never rest. Not really. It's like being awake for 15 years. Sam says, and let me guess, that makes you go crazy. <laughs> Jeremy says, I just want to be left alone. I just want to dream. Sam says, sorry, can't do that. Jeremy says, that's the wrong answer. Then suddenly, Sam's arms and legs are tied to stakes sticking out of the ground. Jeremy says, I'm getting better and better at this, stronger and stronger all the time. But you and your brother, you're not waking up, not this time. I'm not going to let you. We cut back to the Deans. <laughs> Dream Dean says, I mean, you're going to hell and you won't lift a finger to stop it. Talk about low self-esteem. Then again, I guess it's not much of a life worth saving now, is it? Real Dean says to himself, come on, Dean, come on, wake up. Dream, Dream Dean says, I mean, after all, you got nothing outside of Sam. You are nothing. You're as mindless and obedient as an attack dog. Real Dean says, that's not true. Dream Dean says, no, what are the things that you want? What are the things that you dream? I mean, your car, that's dad's. Your favorite leather jacket, dad's. Your music, dad's. Do you even have an original thought? No, all there is is watch out for Sammy. Look after your little brother, boy. You can still hear your dad's voice in your head, can't you? Clear as a bell. Real Dean says, just shut up. Dream Dean says, I mean, think about it. All he ever did was train you, boss you around. But Sam, Sam he doted on. Sam he loved. Real Dean says, I mean it. I'm getting angry. <laughs> Dream Dean says, Dad knew who you really were. A good soldier and nothing else. Daddy's blunt little instrument. Your own father didn't care whether you lived or died. Why should you? Okay, I'm just going to say, we know that's not true. Because Daddy Winchester gave his life to keep Dean alive. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, but deep, I mean, this, to me, this is like deep down, this is what fears. Dean thinks. Right, right, right. I agree you with know. you. But we know that that's not true. Yeah, you know it's not true, but like, it's still kind of sad to think that like, it's Dean so thinks that sad. his dad didn't like him. Yeah, it's so you know? sad. Real Dean yells, you son of a bitch. He pushes Dream Dean back against the desk. Real Dean yells, my father was an obsessed bastard. Real Dean keeps attacking Dream Dean. Real Dean says, all that crap dumped on me about protecting Sam, that was his crap. He's the one who couldn't protect his family. He's the one who let mom die, who wasn't there for Sam. I always was. It wasn't fair. I didn't deserve what he put on me. I don't deserve to go to hell. Then Real Dean shoots Dream Dean in the chest. We cut back to Sam, who's getting beat up pretty bad with the baseball bat. And we cut back to Dean staring at Dream Dean's unmoving body. Then Dream Dean opens his eyes, and they are demon black. Deanman? <laughs> Deanman. It's the Deanman. Dream Dean says, you can't escape me, Dean. You're going to die. And this, this is what you're going to become. We cut back to Sam. Jeremy says, you can't stop me. There's nothing I can't do in here. Sam says, because of the dream route. Jeremy says, that's right. Sam says, yeah, well, you're forgetting something. I took the dream route, too. 
Then we hear a man's voice yell, Jeremy, and it's Jeremy's dad. He says, yeah, he says, you answer me when I'm talking to you, boy. Jeremy backs away, and Sam hits him with a baseball bat. Um, Jeremy, I'm a little confused at what happens at this point. Jeremy either wakes up or dies. I can't really tell. They don't, they don't show him again. I mean... You see, you see him, his real body in real life with his eyes open. Yeah. But then you don't see him move after that. So I, it kind of, I, I wasn't sure either. I mean, it, he could be dead, or Dean just, or not, sorry, Dean Sam hit him so hard that he is unconscious. <laughs> yeah, it was and, like knocked him out of dream world and just into normal like knocked out right 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 right. that could be it yeah it wasn't clear and they don't they don't revisit it so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure yeah um so then sam and dean wake up we cut to sam and bobby walking to the motel room bobby says so you did a little dream weaving of your own in there huh sam says yeah i just sort of concentrated and it happened you know Mm -hmm. bobby says didn't have anything to do with your psychic stuff sam says no i mean i don't think so bobby says good so they walk into their motel room where Dean is. Dean says, hey, you guys seen Bella? She's not in her room. She's not answering her phone. Sam says, she must have taken off or something. Dean says, just like that? That's a little weird. Bobby says, well, if he asked me what's weird, it's why she helped us in the first place. Dean says, I thought you saved her life. Bobby says, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Dean says, the thing in Flagstaff. Bobby says, the thing in Flagstaff was an amulet. I gave her a good deal. That's all. You boys better check your pockets. Not literally. <laughs> because they start checking their pockets. <laughs> like, come on, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So Dean goes over to the room safe and opens it. It's empty. She took the cult. That slimy thing. And, uh, like, why would she want the cult? I know why she would want the cult, but I can't tell you because well, that's I mean, a spoiler. I know why she would want the cult, but, like, if you think about it just watching this episode, it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, right, right, right. Money, maybe, but, like, Yeah, no, maybe you know. she's going to sell it, right? Yeah. Um, Bobby says, damn it, boys. Dean says, pack your crap. Sam's like, why? Where are we going? Dean says, we're going to hunt the bitch down. (laughs) So we cut to outside. Sam and Dean are packing up baby's trunk. Dean says, hey, Sam, I was wondering, when you were in my head, what did you see? Sam says, just Jeremy. He kept me separated from you. Easier to beat my brains out, I guess. What about you? You never said. Dean says, nothing. I was looking for you the whole time. Then they get in the car, and Dean says, Sam, I've been doing some thinking. And, well, the thing is, I don't want to die, and I don't want to go to hell. Finally. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. Took you long enough, dude. For real. Sam says, all right, yeah, we'll find a way to save you. Dean says, okay, good. Then we flash back to Dream Dean with his black demon eyes. He says, you can't escape me, Dean. You're going to die. And this, this is what you're going to become. And he snaps his fingers. The screen goes black. And credits. Okay, so my thoughts on this episode. Um, I think it's really strange that Bobby would, like, get gotten, you know? Yeah. Because, like, he's usually the one that's on top of it and pulling other people out of the sticky situations. Because he's, like, got all the info and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's really odd to me that he's so vulnerable. Right, right. You know? It it just, it, it was very strange because I don't know if we have any other moments really like that so much. I can think of one episode, but I can't talk about it because it's a spoiler. Well, yeah, but like, oh, yeah, I guess. But 
still. I mean, yeah, it's but not I mean, twice normal. in 14 years is not yeah. bad. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, I think it's kind of strange how, you know, Sam at first was like, oh, it's probably a terrible place in there, but then they, like, sit there, you know, Sam and Dean talk about it, they're like, oh, well, his dreams can't be too bad, it should be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, this is Bobby we're talking about here, you know? I took it more (laughs) of them being like, you know, it's probably bad, but, like, it's Bobby, so we have to. We have to go help our friend. Yeah, I mean, I I got that part of it, too, but Mm -hmm. to me, it kind of seemed like they didn't think it would be that bad yeah you know they're just like oh well it's bobby how bad can it be let's go help him you know yeah yeah, yeah. i'm but. surprised they didn't know about his wife i mean i'm not surprised but i'm also i mean how often do you want to talk about that right. really right right so, right yeah it was now we actually like know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i love i love getting to see this bit of bobby's past i mean i don't yeah. love you know, the ghost of his dead wife terrorizing him in his dream. But Mm -hmm. I love that we get the story of what happened. Yeah. So my last thought is that Dean caffeinated is like an angry version of the squirrel from over the edge. (laughs) Or over the hedge, not over the edge. (laughs) I mean, he is a little over the edge. I haven't seen that, but he did remind me of an angry squirrel. I haven't seen the whole thing. I've just seen, so like... The squirrel drinks an energy drink, and then, like, everything moves in slow motion around him, really. Like, in real life, he's, like, going so fast that you can't even see him. He's just, like, like, all over the place. That's hilarious. And he's, like, running around. He's, like, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Dean was so angry. so angry. I mean, I get angry when I'm, like, super, super tired sometimes. Like... Not all the time. I, I, I'm not just, like, automatically angry if I'm tired, mm-hmm. but, like... You're quick to get angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I need sleep. Leave me alone. And then people just, like, push my buttons and push mm-hmm. my buttons. And I'm like... <laughs> I start so. to hallucinate even if I miss one night of sleep. It starts with auditory hallucinations. Oh, like, really? I'll hear people whispering my name. Oh, that's sketchy. And, like, and like whispering about me. Like, I, I won't, it won't be clear what they're saying, but mm-hmm. I'll hear my name. Yeah. And think that someone, like, just in another room is doing it. That's so strange. Yeah. And then after, I don't know, I can't, I haven't tested this in a very long time. <laughs> um, but, um, but I'll start to get auditory, not auditory, but visual hallucinations as well. Like, I'll see stuff move out of the corner of my eye. Oh. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've really had any of that. My biggest thing when I'm really tired is I get really, like, loopy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, I don't even know what's happening. You know? Like, That's way more <laughs> pleasant than hearing people whisper shit about you. Yeah, no, that would freak me right out. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways, those are my thoughts. And what's your favorite moment from this episode? Okay, I have two favorite moments. <laughs> the first one is when Dean was trying to get Bobby to, like, realize that he's just in a dream. And mm-hmm. he says, you're like a father to me. Yeah. That part is just so good. And honestly, he was probably a better one than John. So. He was. I know, like, in later episodes, we see flashbacks of Bobby taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's just so damn perfect and sweet and so yeah. i just we don't really like know i guess we do know at this point that they were like hanging out with bobby when they were kids yeah. too. because i think in the last ep- or the christmas episode you know well, little- they said it in this episode too they're like oh like this is bobby's so, like you remember this 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 yeah, you know? yeah like so they've definitely been to his house like, yeah, hung yeah. out before right 
But I just thought it was it was so sweet to have Dean say that to Bobby. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I wonder, I mean, you kind of get the sense that, like, they've never had that conversation before. Yeah, so. probably not. And then my second favorite moment was Sam having a boner. <laughs> <laughs> and not being able to stand up because he didn't want Dean to know. <laughs> Dean knew. <laughs> I know. But <laughs> I think he would have never heard the end of it if he stood up. But right. he knew. <laughs> So what was your favorite moment? <laughs> um, I mean, that one was funny, but it wasn't my favorite moment. <laughs> I've got a couple di- di- favorite moments, though. Um, one was when Dean is, like, so awkward about having this, like, vision dream thing with Lisa in it, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, that He's was just good. like, he can't know. He can't know that I dream about her and that I, I love her and blah, 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 blah. You know, and he's just like... I don't know what you're talking about. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it was that was pretty awkward. great. It, it was good. Um, and also, like, I just liked having two Deans in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> I called it D-squared. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just great. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. And, like, you know, two Deans are always better than one. Yeah. Also, when, when Dream Dean was, like, having the black eyes and kind of like yelling at him i like the way he made his voice he made it scary yeah you know it was like actually scared of sorry rochelle just pointed at something and i was like what (laughs) no i have no idea what i was saying (laughs) sorry you were scared you who's actually scared i was actually scared oh you yeah it was it was frightening the way the way he made his voice Mm -hmm. i thought i thought that was pretty cool some good acting yeah yeah the um i think like, up until, well, is this a spoiler? Not really. I mean, you see different, like, we'll just call it different sides of characters come out, right? Mm-hmm. And, but you don't really, like, see that with Dean a lot. Because Dean's just kind of, like, who he is. Yeah, that's true. So, it's kind of cool to, like, see something different with him. Because, mm-hmm. like, Sammy, he goes from, like, being super happy to being, like you know, super emo to being, like, mm-hmm. all these different things. And where Dean's, like, either mad or he's just kind of, like, baseline, kind of like, okay. Yeah. You know, whatever. You're right. So, it's interesting. Um, also interesting is our interesting fact. <laughs> 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 I did that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, in one of the scenes where Bobby is in a coma, uh, Jared Padalecki was twisting Jim Beaver's toes. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, like, playing with his toesies. <laughs> like, hello, don't break character. I hear that Jared is just the worst I know. To, to act with. Yeah, because I've heard that. He just fucks with the other person <laughs> so like, much. He, 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 yeah. I think there's one where there's another actor. He, like, under the table had his foot, like, in between his legs and was, like, fiddling with yeah. him. Right? Yeah, like, I don't remember break that. Character character <laughs> was it misha i think it was I misha think it was, yeah i think it was misha i'm pretty sure it was misha um dean's alias is robert plant of led zeppelin um when he shows his id and badge to the doctor's test subject oh i don't remember him maybe it just said it on the id yeah i don't think he said it okay. I, and i i mean i can never like read the, they're always so small yeah you yeah. know like i think they intend for people to be able to like see them but mm-hmm. unless you like pause it and zoom in you're probably not gonna be able to right <laughs> so um the title of this episode is from a 1931 song of the same name popularized by among others the mamas and the papas in oh. 1968 yeah 
Never even heard of them. Really? <laughs> no. I can't tell you one song they sing, but I know that I know some. Yeah. 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 Um, so, okay, I'm going to try and say this right. Char- Charco-Wilbrand syndrome does yeah. not generally mean an inability to dream. Rather, it affects your ability to remember or visualize images from your dreams after awakening. Mm. I kind of, you know, like, I never dream. Every once in a while, I'll remember a dream, and it's usually because, like, I'm somewhat awake when I'm having it, Mm -hmm. or, like, I, it was, like, a terrible thing that, like, woke me up. I see. But other than that, like, night to night, I don't remember dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, at all. Yeah. But you have them. I mean, you totally have them. I'm sure I have them. I just don't remember them. It's kind of interesting. I was like, oh, you know, like, I mean, obviously, I do have dreams. It's not Mm -hmm. like they... I remember my dreams usually when I wake up, but it goes away after, like, a little bit of time. I can't remember them as the day goes on. So. Oh, I don't remember when I wake up. I just, like, I wake up and there's, like, it's like, oh, I fell asleep and now I'm here. Eric (laughs) never remembers his dreams ever. Ever. Yeah, Yeah. I don't either. It's very strange. It's an odd thing because you know you've got a dream about something. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what. Like, and I've been told that I, like, kind of talk in my sleep sometimes. Like, Mm -hmm. not, like discernible words but just kind of like yeah like babbling or whatever and like but I never remember what it was about that's kind of a bummer I know right and I'm like if I'm talking about it it's gotta be something you know like yeah but whatever (laughs) it's fine the only dreams that I can remember like right now Mm -hmm. ever having are always like really bad nightmares yeah oh and that really good one about Benedict Cumberbatch Yeah. I had a dream that he was he was the new Doctor Who and I was a gymnast <laughs> in like my high school and we were somebody was after me and we were running and kind of like leaping over buildings and flying while I holding mean, hands. As you do if you're a gymnast. And then we had a really good like goodbye makeout sesh and, <laughs> and then I woke up being a really big fan of Benedict. <laughs> Cumberbund. I call him Cumberbund. Cumberbund. Yeah. Eric and I yeah. call him Cumberbund. I mean yeah. 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 I, you know, I think the only dreams that I really remember, I had this dream multiple times when I was a kid because it was one of those, like, I know I have to pee and mm-hmm. I'm having this dream and like in the dream I have to pee and I'm like, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I never peed the bed. Right. But it was always like I woke up and I had to pee so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always this dream where there was like this dragon chasing after me and it was this castle, right? And I like running down this corridor and I like make this sharp turn into this little tiny like stairwell and I'm just like running up this unending flight of stairs going, if I make it to the top, then I can go to the bathroom and I Uh, never make it to the top. That's horrible. And I like wake up having to pee so bad. Probably a good idea that I didn't make it to the top because if I did, maybe you would have just peed. Maybe I would have just peed. I don't really know my subconscious going, you're just going to keep running these stairs until you wake up. I have, I have having to pee dreams all the time. And whenever I wake up, it's not even, like, that urgent. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, maybe a little bit. Oh, no. This one was, like... Yeah. But in my dreams, there's always, like, I get to a bathroom or someplace I can pee, but there's something not quite right. Like, the toilet is overflowing. Oh. Or, um, or I'm in a bathroom stall, but the door only... The, the walls of the stall only mm-hmm. go, like, halfway so people can see in. The- oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'm having a total moment. My friend literally just told me she had, like, that same exact dream the other day. Really? That she, like, walked into this, like, public bathroom that yeah. there was, like, the sh- super short walls and people were, like, watching yeah. people go to the bathroom over the... Like, 
That's a thing. That's, yeah, it must be common. That. It must be pretty common. But yeah. I have I have like a have to pee dream like once a week. And it's mm-hmm. always just weird stuff like that. Like it's yeah. not quite right. Yeah. And in my dream, I do pee. Uh-huh. But I wake up and I'm always like, oh, my God. Oh, no, I'm dry. <laughs> I'm good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> but it's weird. We're good, folks. Yeah. That yeah. happens to me a lot. Oh, yeah. The only other dream I think that I remember was um, when I was a kid, I was like, we were, I vaguely remember we were living in our old house. So this would have been like fifth grade and under. Um, I had this dream that I was speaking Spanish mm-hmm. and I didn't know Spanish at the time, but I knew that I was speaking Spanish to some guy. It was just like this like shadowy outline of a figure, right? But I knew he was like a guy that was speaking Spanish to me and I was having a conversation with him. That's so weird. Like, back and forth. And I just remember the whole time being, like, so confused because I'm like, he speaks Spanish and I'm speaking Spanish, but I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) What am I saying? And just being, like, freaked out that, I mean, not freaked out, but just, like, super confused as to, like, how I could have a conversation in Spanish with somebody when I didn't know Spanish. Mm -hmm. That's super weird. And have it, like, I was, like, I knew what I was saying made sense, and what he was saying made sense, but I just, like, had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. That's Super totally strange. weird. So if you guys are, like, dream interpreters or whatnot, like, you should tell us what those dreams mean, because <laughs> it's weird. That yeah. one still sticks with me. It's just, like, it's not creepy or anything. It's just odd. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would I remember having a dream in a foreign language that mm-hmm. I didn't know? You know, like, why is that so, like, pertinent? I don't know. Didn't you tell me once that, like, you are, like, a, I can't remember the term, but, like, you understand, not, this oh, is a religious thing, So, and I, and you just, you had an experience like this. I had like a weird this. experience. I wouldn't say that I'm, like, anything particular, you know? Like, well, you said a term, but, though, that it's, like. Well, know. I think I said just, like interpreter because that was the only thing that I could come up with okay like that there, I don't know like I'm sure that there's like a name for it I just remember so we were at a Mercy Me concert when I was in gosh what was I I was probably in like elementary school I would guess mm-hmm. maybe middle school but we went um to this concert and you know Christian concert everybody's like doing the whole like you know having fun at a concert and then you get the people that are like oh you know praise jesus you know and like so there was this guy that was being super loud and everybody around us was just like what and Mm -hmm. like kind of like not worried about the guy but just like dude what is going on like and i thought it was just because he was being like loud and obnoxious or whatever because he's just sitting there going oh you know praise the lord blah, blah blah you know all this different like none of it was like I shouldn't say none of it, like, meant anything, but it wasn't, like, anything particular, you know? Um, And I just remember, like, going out from the concert, because, I mean, everybody was looking at the guy, and I just remember, because, like, everybody was just like, what? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, whatever. Um, But I remember going out from the concert, my mom's, or my somebody in my family was like oh like do you remember that guy it was like weird you know like and I'm like that really loud guy or whatever and I'm like yeah, well I mean he was being but it's a concert it's not like you know you always get the few people that are just like Woo-hoo! like super into it right or, you know so I was like okay and they're like no 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 he like wasn't speaking English and I'm like what do you mean he wasn't speaking English like I could tell you what he was saying like it's not yeah. like it and it wasn't anything like super like 
encrypted, you know? Like, right, right. You know? But it was just kind of strange because my parents are like, no, no, no. He was like, he must have been like speaking in tongues or something like that because that's why, apparently that's why everybody was looking at him funny because he was not speaking English, you know? Right, but you like, understood him perfectly. But it made sense to me at the time. And it's like, and I didn't think anything of it because it wasn't anything like that was odd. Right. You know? But I just, I, I remember that. It was very strange. And my parents are like, and I, and I didn't say anything at the time because I was just like, what? You know? Yeah. And then, like, I asked them about it a few years later and they didn't remember it at all. Uh-huh. But I was just like, oh, because, like, I remember being kind of weirded out that this happened, you know? Like, yeah. And, I mean, okay, in the Bible it says that, like, for people who speak tongues, like, there's always ha- there always has to be an interpreter of some variety to, like, translate you know so it's like they're never gonna speak and not be understood or whatever you know but and honestly I don't remember where it says it in there because I looked it up at one point and I have no idea I could probably look it up but it would take a while yeah (laughs) um but yeah I just thought that that was kind of strange because yeah I mean it it wasn't like any it wasn't anything like important per se it was just like oh yeah by the way, this happened. Yeah. It's so strange. It, it was very strange. And it hasn't happened since then that I know. How would you even you know, know? How would I know? But, I mean, I don't I don't know. I've heard... And here's the thing, is in some religions, people, like, practice speaking in tongues, right? Mm-hmm. So, like... But I don't know if it's... That was one of those things that... That was, like, he practiced that sort of thing, and so he was, like, doing that, and he was, like, actually successful in it, and mm-hmm. I understood it. Or if it was, like, one of those just kind of like weird moments that he just like and maybe he didn't even know who knows maybe he was just like i'm just gonna you know oh praise god and apparently he's sounding funny but i got it i don't know yeah it was just a weird it was a whole thing but okay yeah it i I don't i wouldn't say that i'm like anything special necessarily i know it was just kind of like a weird kind of interesting coincidence Mm -hmm. that happened but yeah so anyways um so, back to interesting facts. <laughs> At approximately uh, 15 minutes and 20 seconds, Bella says, so when do we go on this little magical mystery tour? I don't know why the time matters. Um, mm-hmm. This is a reference to the Beatles' 1967 album, Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, cool. I didn't um, know that. Um, during Dean's dream, the song Dream a Little Dream of Me is sung by the mamas and the papas when he sees Lisa at the picnic, which they already put in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... That one's a spoiler. <laughs> um, Jeremy's father's name on his ID is Henry David Frost, which is a combination of two great American authors, Henry David Thoreau and Robert Frost. Yeah. Cool. That's uh, Those are interesting facts and plus a long kind of weird story. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That's all good. I've like definitely... Okay. So our research for this week is about lucid dreaming because you know that's kind of what they sort of do yeah forced lucid dreaming right, in this episode. right. um so it says this is off of tuck.com um it says lucid dreaming is something most people experience at least once in their lives to lucid dream on a consistent basis however there's an art reserved for a special few uh, proponents of lucid dreaming claim that its real-world applications provide great benefits such as reducing their anxiety, boosting their creativity, or simply helping them work out the solution to a particular problem. 
Lucid dreaming has also been used to help treat recurring nightmares, PTSD, and depression. Awesome. Um, you I didn't two- know that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that either. Um, you too can learn how to lucid dream, but it takes practice. Today, it's estimated that only 20% of people have mastered lucid dreaming. If you want to join their elite ranks, keep reading. <laughs> we'll explore the popular techniques people use to lucid dream. Um, so lucid dreaming basically is a dream in which the dreamer is aware that they are dreaming. Um, the numbers vary, but between 51 to 82% of people report experiencing a lucid dream at least once. Um, many people wake up from lucid dreams, but lucid dreaming is the practice of staying in a dream state and exploring it. So I gotta say, like, when I do remember my dreams, it's because I know I was dreaming. Oh, interesting. Like, now that I'm, like, thinking about it. It's like, oh, something happened and so I'll, like, wake myself up. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I realize what's going on and so I, like, can be like, oh, this is just a dream. This doesn't need to freak you out mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, like, because usually I don't remember them unless they're bad dreams. <laughs> right, right. So, um but yeah, um, in some cases, the practice goes beyond that. Lucid dreamers may use certain techniques in order to influence their brains to dream about a particular problem or idea. As they drift off to, to as they drift off to sleep, they might think about a challenging work problem they haven't quite worked out a solution to. Um, in this way, lucid dreamers are able to train their minds to work towards their goals while they sleep, such as improving their confidence or athletic ability. Hmm. I feel like to improve your athletic ability, you just have to do the sport. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just I mean, mean like, like the mental mindset, side of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I'm gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> For example, a person with social anxiety might use the dream to play out different social situations, allowing themselves to practice engaging with others and see that nothing scary happens. Um, after practicing in the lucid dream, they might feel bolder about trying those same techniques in the real world. Hmm. Um, Lucid dreamers are also open, are also able to open up their minds to be more creative by exploring the dreams that they experience. Uh, by taking agency and making active decisions through the dream rather than passively experiencing them, um, they make creative connections and test how things work. The most advanced of lucid dreamers can even indicate to researchers when they're experiencing a lucid dream. Um, lucid dream occurs during or lucid dreaming occurs during the REM stage of sleep. Uh, During REM, most of our muscles become paralyzed in order to prevent us from injuring ourselves while acting out our dreams. Uh, However, our eye muscles are still able to move. Like, Mm -hmm. and I gotta say, so my grandpa had, I don't even remember what it's called, but basically, like, he wouldn't be paralyzed when he dreamed or when he dreamt. And so he was a yeller, too. Like, he would, like, yell. And it was always about his brother, Marvin. (laughs) All the time, he's like... Damn it, Marvin! You son of a, you know, like, just, oh. and it was usually about fixing a car or something. There's like That's funny. almost always about fixing a car. There's something like, damn it, Marvin! You're supposed to do this. Or you're supposed to do that. And you know, like he would like flail, and like you know, so he you'd go in there and be like, hey, you're yelling. You're waking everybody up. Like, come on! And he'd be like, you know, sheets all over the place and pillow on the floor. And it's oh just gosh. like, oh, okay. But, yeah, and I think my dad started having that, too. So he, like, takes a medication to paralyze him when he sleeps, oh, basically. Wow. Okay. So that way he doesn't, like, act out his dreams and, yeah. like, flail and, like, Smack your whack mom. my mom yeah, or something, totally. you know, like. But, um, yeah. Um, 
So it says, in one study, participants told researchers that they were lucid dreaming by moving their eyes from left to right twice during their dream. Uh, since the movement matched their real eyes, researchers were able to study the impact to brain waves and other biological functions while they slept. It's kind of interesting. Um, so how to lucid dream. Oh, here, let's buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, folks. All right. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> make your bedroom hospitable to dreaming. Oh. I feel like if you're asleep, you know, like, no. that's good enough. <laughs> um, Is there a bed? <laughs> I know, really. Like, are you comfortable? Do yeah. you have a blanket? <laughs> um, dreams occur during, during REM, the last stage of your sleep cycle, which occurs in increasing amounts during the second half of the night. Um, to enjoy more dreams, you need to enjoy more restful sleep to ensure that you get as much REM as possible. <laughs> That's probably why I never dreamed. Yeah. Because I wasn't getting sleep. <laughs> yeah, you weren't sleeping long enough. That's fine. Whatever. It's good. <laughs> um, good news. REM is also associated with better memory, improved focus, and greater emotional regulation. Cool. <laughs> so if you're irritable for no good reason for a long time you're not sleeping well enough that's right. basically what that's saying right there that's what it's saying <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, um to get better sleep follow good sleep hygiene keep your bedroom as dark cool and quiet as possible um use blackout curtains or an eye mask to block out any ambient light Use earplugs or a white noise machine to do the same with noise. Um, set the thermostat to a cool mid-60 degrees Fahrenheit. That sounds terrible. Like, yeah, I cold. Like I mean, listen, I guess you could just, like, layer a bunch of blankets on. That's and that's probably, like, yeah. cozy, you know, so you're, like, cocooned, right? And you sleep a little better. It's mm -hmm. like being swaddled, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Finally, before you go to bed, follow a calming bedtime routine. Engage in restful activities like unplugging from your electronics, taking a warm bath, or practicing aromatherapy or meditation. Cool. Um, number two, keep a dream journal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. The first step to successful lucid dreaming is tuning into your dreams. Uh, keep a dream journal by your bed, and the moment you wake up, write down everything you remember from your dream. If you think faster than you write, try recording your memories as a voice memo on your phone. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had that happen to me a few times, like writing essays or whatever for school. And like, okay, I'm going to write this, this, this. And by the time you get through the first thing, you're like, I forgot the rest that I was going right, to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, darn it. Um, alternatively, you can download a dream journal app such as Awoken, Dreamkeeper, or Dream Journal Ultimate. Um, in addition to letting you record your dreams, the value of these apps over traditional pen and paper is that they allow you to search your dream notes for recurring themes, symbols, and characters, which brings us to our next step, which is number three. Recognize your dream signs. Um, don't just record your dreams in your journal and leave it be. Uh, review your dream journal regularly and look for any patterns. Do certain themes or people show up again and again? These may provide insights into the types of types of tissues. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that is not appropriate. <laughs> the types of issues. <laughs> I just like types of issues, and I saw tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, these may provide insights into the types of issues your inner psyche is focused on. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> More importantly, they will help you start recognizing when you're dreaming. The more aware you are of your dream signs, the quicker you'll be able to identify when you're in a dream state. Uh, number four, perform reality checks. <laughs> reality checks help you confirm whether you're awake or asleep. The idea is to get your brain used to the idea of identifying whether of identifying whether you're dreaming or not so you can be more equipped to do so while you're asleep. 
lucid dreaming experts recommend doing any of the following about 10 times per day. Um, try to push the index finger of one hand through the palm of your opposite hand. Do so with the expectation that you'll be able to make this happen. Well, so is this... So this is when you're awake, not yeah. when you're sleeping. Yeah. Okay. Um, do so with the expectation that you'll be able to make this happen while asking yourself both before and after whether you're dreaming. In a dream, this would actually happen, although it wouldn't in reality. Um, by keeping an open mind and questioning your reality both before and after, you, keep, you help yourself truly recognize when you're dreaming or not. Um, plus, by making this a regular habit, you eventually might repeat the same experiment in your dream. And when your finger goes through, you know you're dreaming. <laughs> I That's mean, cool, yeah. yeah okay. Um, you might also closely observe your hands and feet. These tend to be distorted in dreams. Oh, I don't remember ever looking at my hands or feet in a dream. I don't either. Hmm. But I don't really remember many dreams, yeah. so there's that too. <laughs> look at a clock or a page of text in, in a book and then look quickly away and back in a dream the time or text is likely to change but in the real world it will stay the same Hmm. Hmm. um number five use the mild technique or m-i-l-d i I guess um the mild mild technique stands for mnemonic induction to lucid dreaming um or mnemonic mnemonic I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Every night as you're falling asleep, repeat the same phrase to yourself. (laughs) My reading the same prose to yourself. Listen, like, (laughs) I know English. I do. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. You're doing good. It's fine. (laughs) Repeat the same phrase to yourself. It should be along the lines of, I will know that I am dreaming or something similar. Keep repeating until you fall asleep. By repeating this mantra, you're encouraging your brain to be aware when you begin dreaming, increasing your chances of having a lucid dream. Cool. Um, Number six, try going back to sleep. When you wake up from a dream, stay in bed as you write down anything you remember in your dream journal. Then close your eyes and try to go back to sleep, focusing on the dream. Play the dream out in your mind, but this time imagine that you are aware that you are dreaming. Keep focusing on this as you fall back asleep. Um, number seven, induce sleep paralysis. No, thank you. I don't think so. Instead of number six, you might try this alternate method known as wake-induced lucid dreaming. Um, when your alarm goes off, do your best to keep your eyes closed. You want to go back to sleep as soon as possible, so don't worry about writing down your dream in the journal. As you lie in bed with your eyes closed, keep your mind focused and aware in order to increase your chances of experiencing a lucid dream. Um... However, know that by keeping your mind awake, letting your body drift to sleep, you may experience a sensation known as sleep paralysis. This can be very unsettling for some people as your body will feel unable to move as your body enters back into sleep. As it happens, just remind yourself that you are safe and that you are doing this so you could lucid dream. That seems like not worth it to me. Yeah, a lot of people, though, when they have sleep paralysis, they usually see, like, an like an old creepy woman monster like sitting on your chest or like a shadow man with a hat like lurking in your doorway those are like two very common things when you have sleep paralysis i you know so i only remember like having this happen to me one time and there wasn't any like creepy old lady or anything like that it was just like so i woke up from a dream that I vaguely remember, like, I don't remember what the dream was, but it was basically, like, I felt like somebody was choking me in my dream, Mm -hmm. and, like, I woke up and still felt like somebody was choking me, like, had pressure on my neck, but I was, like, 
my I couldn't open my eyes. Mm-hmm. That's and what, like I was trying to squirm away from it, but I just felt like somebody was pinning me down to my bed by my neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes along with the person sitting on your chest. Yeah. Yeah, they're usually choking you. It's very strange. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't see but, anything creepy. No. But, yeah. It, I just remember it freaking me out, right? And so I like finally, and I'm like struggling to like, you know, mm-hmm. get away, right? And I finally like, uh, like wake up mm-hmm. and... Of course, they go tearing into my parents' room going, oh, my God, yeah. somebody was trying to choke me. You know, and they're like, go back to bed. <laughs> like, Just go back to bed. And I'm like, I can't. I'm going to die. You know? <laughs> it's fine. Aww. But, yeah, I, I do remember that happening to me at one point because mm-hmm. it freaked me out. Also, I've had some weird dreams. Like, I had a dream one time after my cat died that, like, I was petting the cat, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like... I woke up and there was an indent in my bed from where the cat would normally like hang out on my bed. And I'm like, you know, oh, petting the kitty or whatever. And I wake up and I'm still like kind of petting the cat, but there's nothing there. Just an indent in the bed where the cat should have been. Oh, she visited you. Okay. Listen though. Like that freaked me right the heck out. I ran and I was like, oh my God. You know, and I come back into my room because of course they're like, just go back to bed. You know, (laughs) I get back into my room and there's no indent anymore. How weird. It was very strange. That's cool freaked me out it was not cool i remember cool. being terrified like, yeah, yeah but baby kitty i loved that cat hmm. we thought that he was a she for mm-hmm. a while until we went to get her fixed and turns out her was a him oh my gosh yeah that happens with cats a lot <laughs> yeah apparently he just like didn't have the bits yeah readily available to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to find his brother had him just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> but, it's very obvious. Yeah. But anyways, that was so. But at that point, he knew what his name was. So it was just, it was baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't, he was just the baby girl cat. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Okay. Um, so if you use this method of sleep paralysis, basically, um, you'll be in good company. Many eminent thinkers and artists induce sleep paralysis to help them dream up their greatest work, including Benjamin Franklin, Salvador Dali, and Mary Shelley. Wow. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Um, number eight is use the wake back to bed technique. Um, The wake back to bed technique involves scheduling alarms to maximize your chances of waking up during REM sleep so that when you fall back asleep, you are more likely to re-enter your dream. It just seems like a lot of waking yourself up in the middle of the night and never getting a good night's sleep. Yeah, I don't don't understand how this would help you go back to sleep. I don't get it. I I mean, I guess if you're trying to, like, manipulate your dreams, like, that's one way to do it. Mm -hmm. But, like wouldn't you just want to sleep? You know? Like, yeah. That seems like, to me, sleep sounds amazing, and I would just want to sleep. <laughs> um, so it says, set an alarm to go off at four and a half, six, or seven hours after you first fall asleep. Um, only choose one of the one of those times. The six or seven hour mark is more likely to catch you during a REM stage of sleep, since REM sleep lasts longer in the second portion of the night. Um, when your alarm goes off, stay awake for 30 to 60 minutes. After writing your dream down in your journal, get out of bed and do something. You want your brain to wake up while your body stays sleepy. Then get back into bed, focus on your dream, and try and fall back to sleep. That sounds hard. <laughs> also, little asterisk. Note, we don't recommend this method as a long-term practice. <laughs> Disrupting your REM sleep results in sleep deprivation, which has both short-term and long-term cons- consequences to your health. <laughs> okay. So, don't go crazy with it, folks. Right, right. <laughs> um, Number nine is take up video gaming. 
Um, if you'd like to play more video games, here's a great excuse. Um, one 2017 study found that frequent video gaming is associated with a better ability to remember your dreams, both lucid and regular. The correlation makes sense as video gamers are frequently immersed in a fictional, highly vibrant world where they have control over their movements and some aspects of the plot. Um, according to this study, frequent video gaming may boost your dream recall. Just be sure to put down the controller at least one hour before bed so you can get your mind into a more restful state before you sleep. Oh, that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, number 10, try and keep your dream going. If you begin experiencing lucid dreams, congratulations. <laughs> Don't be upset if you have a lot of false starts at first. In the beginning, it's very common to have difficulty spending a long time in the dream. Uh, many beginning lucid dreamers get so excited by the realization that they're in a lucid dream that they inadvertently wake themselves up. <laughs> I'm doing it! Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, or their mind is just getting used to the sensation that they don't stay in it, or, or their mind, the sentence is weird. Basically, their mind isn't used to it, so they don't stay in it for long. Mm-hmm. Um, to prolong your dream, try one of these tips. Pro-lucid dreamers suggest these help establish you in the dream state and distract your mind from distract your mind from the physical sensations of waking up um fall backward or spin around in the dream rub your hands together in the dream or continue doing whatever you were just doing in the dream and try and convince yourself you're still in the dream oh okay and that folks is lucid dreaming (laughs) it is it's super interesting like i i don't know i would never try to practice it Mm -hmm. at all but you know, I mean, I don't know. Have you ever had things where yeah, you can, like, yeah, manipulate I did. your dreams? My sometimes? dad and I tried lucid dreaming when I was a kid. I was probably 11, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. And so I had my dream journal. This is exactly what, you know, I, we were reading some book on it. And this is yeah. exactly what the book says, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I, I think I... I think I was able to control my dreams like once or twice. Yeah. And so, and then in the book, it was like, you know, then you'll be able to ask yourself questions and, you know, dream about the answer. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, am I ever going to have a kid? Am I ever going to get pregnant? And then I had this dream where I was like walking in this crowd of people and it was just all pregnant women and mm-hmm. I wasn't pregnant. And it, I was like so upset when I woke up. Yeah, your 11 year old self. I know. I was like, I'm never doing this bullshit again. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't, yeah, I mean. It was cool. It was a cool thing. Yeah. And it did work, having the dream journal. It really helped you remember your dreams and stuff. Yeah. I don't remember what I did to, like, test and see if I was work if I was working, if, yeah. I, was, if I was dreaming or not. I, I know that that's part of it, and I can't remember what it was. But, yeah, you have to do it a bunch during the day. Yeah. So that you get used to it, so that it's something you remember to do in your dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know if I would ever have the discipline or the patience to do any of that. It took a couple months to get to that point, but it's totally yeah. doable. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I vaguely remember at times, like, having some, and I think, okay, so I vaguely remember where this started. So my parents at one point, because I must have been having a lot of, like, nightmares or something, and they're just like, okay, you know you know pray to god ask him to like help you you know not be it's like basically just like pray to calm yourself down and do the, you know like this mm-hmm. sort of stuff so i was like okay you know and so i remember them telling me like if you know if you pray like he can help you with your dreams and that sort of stuff which you know okay you know i i think it's it's a thing mm-hmm. but when i was a kid so i don't know if this is like lucid dreaming <laughs> it must have been because i remember like 
every time I would have like a sketchy dream or if something wasn't going how I wanted it to, I just imagine like two big hands like physically moving whatever I didn't want to move. I or see, like, you yeah. know, I would like imagine hands fixing the dream. Yeah. Like, and then That's it would be cool. fine. That's cool. It was very odd. Yeah. I don't know, but it, I, yeah. I like that. It was, I do remember it happening a few times. It was strange. Anyways. <laughs> um, well, what was your idiot or Asput moment? So, my idiot moment was when we were recording, not the last, was it our last? No, it was the episode before our last one. The Christmas one? I think so. And so, I was thinking that Lynn doesn't say anything about the Facebook page. <laughs> At the oh, end of our, yeah. I was just like, I was like, oh, you should say something about the Facebook page at the end of our podcast or whatever. Like when you say like, oh, contact, contact us at like this email or whatnot. I'm like, you don't say anything about the Facebook page. You should say something about the Facebook page. Yeah. And you're like, I literally say it every single time. And we looked it up. And I think, I mean, just the published episodes that yeah. we had were 46 at that time. I had literally said it 46 times. <laughs> no, you'd said it more than that because okay. those were just the ones that got published. There's still some in the bank, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, like, <laughs> you don't listen to me. Apparently. Or I've just heard it so many times that I just like don't even know yeah. what's happening anymore. Like, I just. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. And so I had to like go through, and I'm like, no, you don't. And we had to like open up a pop or a, an episode, an episode, and like listen to the ending. And I'm like, oh, I guess you do, don't you? Like, oh my god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> no, no, oh no, your brain is just not thinking about it at the time. That's okay. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But what was your idiot harassment moment? Okay, so Killian has these foam swords that they're supposed to be for playing in the pool with. You yeah. know, they're like... The splash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like pool noodle on the inside of the sword, and they're covered in like a cloth, mm-hmm. like a wetsuit type cloth. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we sword fight a bunch, and the other morning, he just got like so into it, he had like two swords to my measly one. Yeah. And <laughs> he's done that yeah, frequently lately. Yeah, <laughs> And he smacked me super hard. With the tip of the sword right in the nipple. <laughs> it was so, it was, it was immediate fire nipple. You know what I mean? It was, like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be the same again. I know. I had to like run away and go wake up Eric. And I was like, I don't want you to touch it, but my nipple hurts. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, know, I woke him up and I was just like, help me. <laughs> What do I do? <laughs> yes. So, uh, anyways, Killian was an ass butt. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, that's um, got to, you know, I got to say, I don't think I've ever had that sensation. <laughs> it was not okay. No, I don't think it would be. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like, immediate, like, like, you, you can't focus on anything else, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway well thank you so much for listening to our podcast you can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com the word and is filled out or are are you ready are you ready for this Rochelle (laughs) you can visit our Facebook page Idgits and Aspets Supernatural Podcast thanks again I'm never gonna live this down (laughs) nope thank you thanks folks